Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Veld. Actually, it's pronounced Velt. V-E-L-D. Velt. A grassland, especially of southern Africa, usually with scattered shrubs or trees. And essentially this word just means field. So there's not a ton to work with. It's just it's a field in Africa. Um, but I dug deeper into Veld and found a few other things that were pretty interesting. First of all, there are, are different variations of it. There are There's the High Veld, which is just a higher plateau. The Low Veld, which is a lowland area. Um... You could see uh, there's like there's plateaus and things like that in the in the low veld, um, cooler atmosphere in the high veld, and then there's two other ones which is the brush veld and the thorn veld, which I haven't been able to tell if they were the same, two different terms. But thorn veld has specific, I think it's acacia, a c a c i a thorns, uh, which is a thorny grassland region, and the brush veld is a lot of brush. Um, which may be the same thing, but it all made me think of a few things. One is a, obviously like a, I'll get to the weird one first. Okay. So we have a lot of games that, um, simulate neat parts of like, um, role-playing games. For example, some great parts of of a role-playing game are like a traditional, like Dungeons and Dragons style game. Is, is simply um, building your character. So working up your character sheet and things like that. And I know there's games that just, that's the game. It embraced the the character creation concept and, and gamified it. So the one that I thought was gamifying the map making part of, you know, running a, a big campaign and things like that. Um, having just been over my brother's house, seeing all his maps he's making for his uh, I think he's playing 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. Um, he's just making a ton of maps and somehow trying to gamify that. And then looking at something like, like Carcassonne, you're essentially making a map and it does gamify it, but getting a little more creative in it where instead of just tile placement, you know, it could be drawing, which reminds me of something like The Quiet Year where you're playing the game and drawing the map and you have this little relic when you're done playing the game. You have this map that you created. But just thinking about that, and it's hard to gamify something where you're drawing. You know, it's hard to give a limit to how much you can draw, or, you know, it could show you something. You know, you could have a card that shows you, now you can draw this on the map anywhere you want. And it's a little bit open interpretation how you draw it. You know, it needs to be something where where fuzzy lines are okay. Uh, But I thought of just like map making the game, in that you've got this high veld, you've got this low veld, you've got this thorn veld, and all these different areas that you're you're drawing and creating, and it's making this experience. And by the end, you know, same thing as Quiet Year, you've got this map that you made, and, and it means something. And I don't know what the threat is there. I don't know what the I don't know any of that. But that was the first thing that came to my mind. But the second was a little more normal, I guess you would say was uh, like an Animal Kingdom-style 
there were a couple things. One was area control, which I always lean on. And the second was um, like a like a set collection type of game. And the thing that I thought could be interesting about both of them was there's a there's a ton of animals in this in this veld. I have the list here, just a list here. It looks like lion, cheetah, giraffe, elephant, hippopotamus, oryx, which I don't know what it is, kudu, which I don't know what it is, eland, I don't know, or eland, sable antelope, roan antelope. They survive only in or near such protected areas, which are different parks within uh, Zimbabwe. And the reason for this is because there's hunting. So that leads me to the one threat in any sort of game. I mean, the map building game could be simply, uh, you know, the protection of the animals and the conservation of the animals through the, you know, way that you build your, your veld. You know, each player is going at the same time and trying to create their own so that the animals survive. But the, uh, the Animal Kingdom, you know, area control game that I had had it had the one mechanic that I thought was interesting to a Veld, which was something with line of sight. Because most of this is flatland, there's very few trees, there's scattered trees. Once you get into the the higher um, the high Veld, you start to see some, some mountains and, and things like that. But when it's a plateau, you've got this straight path that if an animal is within a line of sight of another animal, it adds a threat. And then the threat is what's going to dictate how much you can do. Um, if you're in severe threat, you can obviously do less. If you're in less threat, you can do more. So a goal is to, you know, manage your threat level while also managing, you know, your your survival. From a um, set collection side, I could even see I, I all everything was map, map, map. But I could even see just as a basic card game where you have almost like suits and 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 ranks so the idea so the idea there is that players are playing to a line of cards from left and right and this line is essentially your map and it's super abstracted because it's a simple line but this would show i think they would overlap in a way so that you, so that you only see the land type because there's an animal type on the bottom and a land type on the top for example so, on the land type, it's just a line. So it might be a low veld, then a high veld, then a low veld, then a thrush veld, or a brush veld, or a thorn veld, or I uh, just combine them into a thrush veld. But there's all these different velds, and they're going in a line. And then this line of cards determines what can be, not what can be placed in them, but, but how we're going to score, or something along those lines. And then under that, in columns, so that's a row going across the table. Let's say it's up to like 10 or 12 cards. And then even like two players head to head or just players are placing underneath the animals that are in those sections. And I can even imagine there being some sort of ranking in the ones that are at the top of the section versus the bottom as you go out from your, from your, um, from your long row of cards, your long row of location types. So almost like a king of the mountain where it's not mountains. High is good in certain areas. Low is good because maybe it's a, a lesser line. You know, a, if you're going with that line of sight thing, you know, it's it's harder to see. 
the one thing that I, I had a note of was the the animals of, of locations next to each other see the ones that are in the same row as them. So if I add to, say, I'm, say each, um, each pile or each like column, whatever we're calling them, has a set amount of animals, and column A has five animals and column B has four, the extra animal in column A can either be at the top and be the best position because nothing else is equal to that in any other column, so there's nothing adjacent, essentially. It could be the worst position because there's nothing adjacent, or just because it's considered the bottom. Uh, it's the farthest from from you know food, or it's the farthest from you know the veld, but you could also be hiding. I had all kinds of little notes about just just that physical placement of everything, and I thought that was that was a cool idea and one that I would love to pursue because it's right up my alley. So part of this week's show is that I wanted to do uh, figure out the player order of a game based on the term of the day, and you'll notice we didn't do it yesterday because it was a guest episode with Rob that we recorded uh, a week ago, so it wasn't a factor. But in thinking about Veld for the uh, starting player mechanic, I, you know, the first thing you think of is these different Veld types, and there's high, low, and, and regular. And, you know, you could say the tallest player goes first, you could say the shortest player goes first, but you could say that with the term Veld being the in-between one, the middle Veld, essentially, you know, the player in the middle goes first. And... Determining the middle is tough because if you've got four players, there's a whole other thing. So that just doesn't work at all. Because it's a grassland, you could say the last player to mow the lawn, which is just another another silly one. I, I keep trying to come up with, the, with ones that are not silly, but generally they are or they are like the youngest person goes first because there's a you know disadvantage to going. For, I mean, an advantage to going first. Or, or, you know, things like that. So let's, let's look at that and go with the age. The middle age goes first. And in the event that there are more than, you know, there's an even number of players. And at that point, you just flip a coin. Or, I hate having a tiebreaker for the first player uh, starting position. But it's just, you know, it's just silly. And I wanted to add it this week. So here we go. Um... Let me know if you have anything for Velt. I keep saying Veld. Velt. Uh, and, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks. See ya.